0: Now, Rudy, I have I have a standard rule even for you, Rudy. What's it? You never ask me how I'm doing because I always say to the callers I've had better days. Have you always had better days? Every day. Every day, Rudy. To get you
1: a good day. Okay.
0: Every day. But you and I, we had quite a number of sit-downs yesterday, both here at uh, WABC. Yes, we did. And then when uh, you. And John Katsimatidis and Frank Morano were smoking cigars. I don't smoke cigars at the Carnegie Club right. uh, celebrating the birth of his son.
1: Wasn't that
0: nice? Oh, it was uh, amazing, amazing. And I, 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 was that Cohiba Cohiba? you were smoking? Yeah, the illegal yeah, ca- two of them that were good, yeah. It was good. <laughs> Can I hit you with federal no, one, charges on that?
1: No, one, one Cohiba and one Padron. Padrone. Padrone is Nicaraguan.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. You mean uh, that's... Uh, Bill De Blasio's favorite person, Daniel Ortega, the dictator down there, and pedophile.
1: Oh yeah, I God, it makes you wonder about the cigar. But well, the cigars are good. Com- the company are Cuban refugees who hate Castro. So,
0: yeah, but no, you and yeah, John Castro haters. You and John Cachimintitis and Frank Morano, you are like smoking puff puff fast. not refa, The cigars. But <laughs> a little too old for that, <laughs> right? We got in, involved in some heavy conversations about the state of the GOP in New York, and nobody knows that better than you because I remember they never had your back. You always had to battle them when you were running for office.
1: Well, I had to, uh, with a few exceptions, and there were a few exceptions, I had to put my own organization together. They, um, they largely quietly supported, um, they supported my opponent in my first primary, uh, and he got 70, I got 70% of the vote, but he had, he raised 17 million, and I raised two. And I kind of defeated him based on, uh, we're only gonna change this place if we change the way we do politics. And the best way to change the way we do politics is to have the people of the party select the candidates, not the so-called bosses. Now, this is, this is not true of every political operative, but on both sides, when and you, you know this, Curtis, when these guys become something, you know, their county leader or deputy county leader or ward boss or whatever you call them, they take on a sense of importance, like it's the most important thing they've done, and they become... They think they're great political geniuses and they can pick the candidate, not the members of the party. For example, Trump won against, what was it, 13 Republicans, all of whom were supported by various aspects of the RNC. To this day, although I don't think Trump knows it completely, the RNC does not support Trump. When I representative, I was constantly fighting with them and getting them fired. Uh, be, for double-crossing So I believe that to change modern politics on both sides, we're going to have to elect a lot of people who run against the party, whether it's the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. You, you take people out of the party, and they're going to continue to do the same things wrong that the party's been doing for the last 50 years, and we're going to end up in the shape that we're in. So here in New York, the Republican Party has been a pansy To the Democrat Party. Everybody that has grown up in the Republican Party, you know, is willing to take, oh my goodness, if we could have a majority in the Senate, or even if it's even and we can share it. that's what They they were so happy with that when Cuomo threw him that crumb. Like hell, I want that. I want the governorship, the Senate, and the legislation. We used to do that. Our best governors have been, with the exception of Franklin Roosevelt, our best governors have all been Republican. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Tom Dewey, Nelson Rockefeller, uh, George Pataki. And I, I submit that Hugh Carey was a Republican. <laughs> he governed like one. Hugh Carey is the guy who straightened out the state, not Ed Codge.
0: Now, uh, Rudy, uh, can you explain this one eccentricity of uh, Nelson Rockefeller at the time, considered the richest man in the world? That when he would travel around the state of New York and would stay in a hotel overnight, he would have delivered to his room a bottle of Dubonnet and uh, Oreo cookies. Oh, no, I don't, didn't know that. Dubonnet. I didn't know that. The richest man in the world would drink a bottle of Dubonnet every night and wash down Oreo cookies.
1: It sounds to me like, and this is not a general statement about the Rockefellers, because I don't know all of them. I knew Happy pretty well. I knew her son. They both supported me when I ran for mayor, by the way, very, very strongly. Uh, They're they're, they're, they're particularly regular people. And Rocky was particularly regular. I got to know him when he was uh, VP for Ford, and I was the chief of staff to the deputy attorney general. And... um, First of all, you never know he was a multimillionaire, and second, you never know he was vice president. He called everybody Buddy. Hey, Buddy. Largely because he had a – he had like a – what do they call that? No, dyslexia. He had a dyslexia situation where he couldn't read his speeches. So you know what he would do? Because he had an excellent mind. He'd memorize them. And then a lot of them, of course, became extemporaneous, which made them even better speeches. So he was a very good speaker, but no one knew that they had that little text in front of him. It was largely useless. He couldn't, you know, because of the type of dyslexia he had, he couldn't read the words in order. Imagine if uh, Biden has dyslexia.
0: That's amazing. Imagine? I had no idea that uh, Nelson Rockefeller was dyslexic.
1: Yep, he was dyslexic. It only came out, you know, I guess at one time that was considered something you hid. But The last four or five years of his life, it came out to show, you know, he was a vulnerable, normal guy. I thought he, I thought he, you know, he, uh, he people would say that he was a rhino because he was like a m- more moderate Republican, but not, um, but he was a, a loyal Republican. So when, when, uh, Go, uh, Goldwater, when Goldwater defeated him, that was his one time. And that, then that he got really hurt with. He didn't support Goldwater enough. So when, when uh, F- Ford made him vice president, uh, the party got rid of him. They put Bob Dole on the ticket instead because they felt that he had been disloyal uh, with Goldwater. He claimed he wasn't. And I'm not enough of an expert back then to know, but that's the one bad mark against him. Otherwise, he was a very good governor.
0: Yeah, and remember... Uh, Goldwater chose Congressman Miller from upstate New York. His claim to fame was he did that American Express uh, card commercial, remember? Uh, yes, yes, right. <laughs> Congressman Miller. Nobody knew who Congressman Miller was.
1: Well, there weren't too many conservatives in the party then. It was kind of like, um, you know, uh, what happened is uh, there was a, there was a McCarthy effect. Joe McCarthy pursuing communists had gone too far. Uh, sort of acted like a mild version of the uh, anti constitutionalists that swarm all over the Democratic Party now i mean if if uh, he did, uh, if he did what he today what they 're doing now wouldn 't even be noticed it was so little uh, His biggest thing was he held up a piece of paper and he said, I have the names of two hundred card carrying communists in the state department, and since he wouldn 't name them, they censored him and Virtually drove him out of the Senate. Uh, this is a lot different than, let's say, our friend Shifty Schiff, who has two names of the people who spoke directly with Trump about Russian collusion. But he's not giving us those names, which leads to one of two conclusions. He's a spy for the Russians and therefore won't give up the Russians, or he's a traitor. Either one is pretty bad, right? A liar.
0: Now, when we return, Rudy... I want to discuss with you the prospects of your son, Andrew Giuliani, running in the Republican sure. primary uh, to face off against the winner of the uh, four running in the Democratic primary. It's assumed, Kathy, uh, I, ge- I gave her a new name, Hokum because uh, that means nonsense. And that's One all that seems to come out of like Kathy's ind- mouth.
1: Independent of Andrew or Zelda or whatever, she's turned out to be... I don't, she's definitely not ready for prime time, I'll tell you that.
0: But when we return, Rudy, I want to get in to the nitty-gritty situation that faces your son. I mean, I see there's a lot of support wherever I go for your son. It just seems he's being blocked out by the parties that be in the GOP in New York State. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. We'll be returning with Michael Manichich, Rudy Giuliani.
1: Talk Radio 77
0: WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. And our 77 WABC clip of the week, uh, in fact, involves the other side of midnight with Frank Marano that you can hear Sunday through Thursday from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Here, Frank is asking, Rudy, what his advice to incoming Mayor Eric Adams would be? If Eric Adams were to call you and ask you for your advice on any subject, what would you tell him? What's the most important thing for him to keep in mind at this point?
1: Well, there's no doubt the most important thing for him to keep in mind is he's got to get control of the quality of life, the crime uh, issue that is frightening the heck out of New Yorkers, frightening people away from New York and doing great damage to us. And he has the opportunity to do it. He ran that way. Uh, Whatever else he does or he doesn't do to, turn around the damage that de Blasio does. If he does that one thing, it'd be a really big improvement.
0: Now, uh, Rudy, when you were doing that interview with Frank Murano, the other side of midnight, were you both so, uh, smoking uh, cigars at that time?
1: <laughs> no, no, I was home. He was he's in the <laughs> studio. No, no cigar.
0: <laughs> now, in reference to your son, I can remember uh, way back early in the mayoral campaign I was running against Fernando Mateo on the Republican side, and uh, we were at a a uh, fundraiser, uh, rooftop in the South Shore of Staten Island. Uh, your son had showed up, and the Staten Island GOP had already decided to make an endorsement. Uh, they chose Lee Zeldin, the congressman from out in Suffolk County. And I said to myself, why would they do that and not even give Andrew Giuliani a consideration? Because you go to Staten Island, which I did uh, relatively well in, in the mayoral election, yeah that's Giuliani land I mean it's hard to find anybody who doesn't love you out there so
1: I've, I've almost never turned down a request from a Republican there for help. I considered that um, I considered that not the right thing to do. They owed him they owed him at least a hearing and put him on the ballot. And let the Republicans in Staten Island decide I, see when, when it depends on how you look at being a political leader so you can be like the old-fashioned political leaders chose all the candidates right people had nothing to say i would say a political leader particularly in an age in which we are trying to combat uh democratic authoritarianism which which we get from the governors from the president you know dictates mandates vaccine mandates mask mandates all kinds of mandates and we're moving away from a democracy you know, a government by dictate is a dictatorship. And what do we do in a democracy? We persuade. So if you want people to take a, a vaccine, you know, don't fine them, persuade them. Show them the evidence. And let them make up their mind, and there might be a small portion who don't agree with you. If we want to get back to that, and we have to work ourselves back to that, because they have us on an express train to, to Marxism, the worst thing in the world is for bosses to close down an election a year and a half before and pick the guy guy they want. That also gives them a tremendous amount of power over that guy. Uh, When I got elected mayor, uh, I, number one, owed very little to anyone. And the people who I did owe it to were people who were Giuliani fans, and they wanted the same thing Giuliani wanted, a safer city, a better economy in the city, uh, crime down, so I was gonna make them happy when I did those things. When you got all these political guys from all over the state picking their guy, believe me, they're not all. Um, you know, let's put it this way: the Democratic Party is not all bad, and we're not all good. There's an equal amount of virtue and vice on both sides inside the party. So when you when you become the choice of the inside of the party, they own a lot of you. Uh, I like a primary. Because you can always say when some jackass comes in and wants something, said, I helped you. No, you didn't. Uh, the people of Onondaga County elected me, not you. I had to go there, get their vote. Oh, how much did I win that by? 20,000 votes? <laughs> you know what you're going to get out of me? You're going to get a good governor and you're going to be really proud. That's what we have to accomplish if we're going to turn around government in the United States. And I see candidates like that. Four or five places, the party is going with the candidates who will turn out to be the rhinos of the future. And uh, last thing we were, last thing we we always wonder why is that other party so better organized than we are? Because honestly, more often they make democratic choices, small D. They let their people fight it out, and they go get Bernie Sanders, or they let their people fight it out, and they end up with Barack Obama. We like to we we uh, we like to choose. We used to choose presidents at one time. Lucky we now fight that out. But I would think if I will if I were Lee, I would not have taken the endorsement. If I were Lee, I would have said, "Look, I'm, I don't I don't want to be governor unless the people of the party want me to be governor. I don't want to be governor because sixty dem Republican leaders want want me to be governor. I don't even know most of you guys. I want to be governor because first I want the people of the Republican Party to want me." And then I want to know the people in New York want me, and if they don't, I don't want to be governor.
0: Now, Rudy, in reference to your son's candidacy, uh, they've tried to shut him out, and yet in poll after poll, uh, he is uh, excelling, uh, actually doing uh, better uh, than Lee Zeldin himself. Uh, how? Uh, what? Uh, what role should people who are registered Republicans play in assisting your son? In trying to win the nomination,
1: well, I think what has helped Andrew is he's been at it now almost a year, a half a year. Half a year. Uh, he's been at it so long; he's been in every county twice, uh, been there twice, and he goes and he spends time there, maybe a day, half a day, two days, and he talks to people. What what he he has to overcome one thing, and he wins. He has to overcome my name. <laughs> well, you say, well, his na- my name gives him great name recognition. True. But it also creates the impression, oh, he's just Giuliani's kid. Now, the people who hate me, that's bad. Even the people who like me, they wonder, well, is he a guy on his own? You've been with Andrew. I told Andrews at the beginning, you start early and you work your tail off. You go into a room with Andrew, you do not walk out believing that he's Just another Rudy Giuliani. He's Andrew Giuliani. He's his own guy. He's just as smart or smarter. And he's just as tough or tougher. And he's going to make his own decisions. And he's got his own reasons for doing this. He spent, from the day he got out of college, I haven't had to give him a penny except gifts. He went in and he started his own business as a professional golfer. He didn't make it to the tour in America, but he was he played professionally in Europe. He made money in America on the lower tours. He made money being on uh, the golf challenge two times. Made a couple hundred thousand doing that. Then he deactivated from professional golf. And he got hired right at the very beginning of the Trump administration by the president. And worked with the president for four straight years. And he, 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 he is a close friend. He's more than just a guy who worked for Donald Trump. I, have times, and people I'm sure will try to use this against him, describe Donald as his sort of unofficial uncle. Donald Trump was very, very good to Andrew at a time in which I went through my divorce, and there were issues. And Donald would play golf with him, I don't know, once a week, but there'd be periods of time he would, and he would always tell him, in a divorce, it's 50-50, Your daddy loves you. He supports you. He asks about you all the time. Make sure you don't let this separate you. And for that, that might explain some of the loyalty that I had to Donald Trump.
0: Oh, no doubt. And in fact, uh, you know, we were discussing how the both of us can get together and assist your son, who has had all these impediments put in his way by the GOP leadership uh, in the state of New York, uh so uh, ladies and gentlemen if you'd like to help Andrew's candidacy just go to his website at NY4Giuliani.com. that's NY4Giuliani.com. and uh within the next few days Rudy and I will be making an announcement doing things for Andrew as we try to push him uh for victory in the Republican primary uh can you imagine the three of us in a room Rudy <laughs>
1: It'd be worth coming, even if you don't like us.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking we should start the trek out at Mount Laredo. Oh. Uh, at the church that was in The Godfather when Mike Michael- you, know, you,
1: know, you know what I recommend to them? My daughter-in-law and my ex-wife will take my head off. if I actually, I actually went through this with my ex-wife when I ran for mayor. Caroline was born... Caroline was born about five weeks before the Republican primary, maybe even less. And she had a little issue when she was born. She had to remain in the hospital for three days. Well, she got out of the hospital. Her godfather was Peter Powers. You remember Peter. Uh-huh. And my, my he was my consigliere. And um, Peter and um, and David, uh, not David Garth, uh, Roger Ailes, who was running my campaign, and Ray Harding had a great idea. We weren't doing as well with the Italian vote as we should be doing, largely because this was just after my conviction of the five families, right?
0: Well, yeah, and the 10% of the Italians would never vote for you, period.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to win against a guy who's going to get, you know, 95% of the black vote, and at that point they thought he was going to get 80% of the Hispanic vote, I had to have 90% of the Italian, Irish, whatever, So they were worried. So they decided we were going to have a great big Italian um, christening. We're going to do it on 116th Street, that church that does says Mass in Latin on 116th Street. Sure. That used to be my father's home church. And we were going to invite a 1,000 people. (laughs) And my wife said, you're not making my baby an exhibit, Peter. She loved Peter. She said, Peter, you do that, you're going to come home some night. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you're gonna come home, and so I'm gonna be waiting for you, and I'll break both your legs like the Italians do. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm- I think I think I I I, I was thinking yesterday when we, when we were talking, maybe we should do a nice little christening for baby Grace. But then I thought, my of course my ex wife adores baby Grace, and I think I think my daughter-in-law would be of the same thinking. So Andrew and I would be going to that christening by
0: ourselves (laughs) (laughs) but i think we should relaunch the campaign without no doubt about
1: it no doubt about it he's look he's got it you you know what he proved to me Uh, and and, you know as a father you got to see he's a candidate in his own right i've i've done maybe two events with him i let him go off on his own i do give him advice when he asks and he follows it sometimes and he has better advice other times but i made sure (coughs) I made sure that he can do this. I don't want him, I don't want my son running and failing, uh, just thinking he could do this. I watched him for, since, since June. And since June, he's become the commanding leader in the Democrat, in the Republican Party. And I'd say two thirds of them can now separate him from me. Maybe more. So that's what, we're, that's what we're aiming at. And if we can accomplish that, I think then, then we got to move on to, Uh, How do we take a state that is commandingly Democrat and make it Republican? And there are ways to do that. Look at what happened in the suburbs this year. Look what you did. I mean, you made inroads in the city so that would numbers look kind of like that out of the city? If you can do what the Republicans did in Nassau, Suffolk, and Westchester, we're back to the old Pataki days and maybe not quite the Rockefeller days, but the Pataki days. And that's only 19... uh, two, 2003 or four, he ran, right?
0: Well, do expect, ladies and gentlemen, to see the three horsemen, Ukavad and Mount Laredo, uh, relaunching the Andrew Giuliani for governor campaign in New York State right from the steps of Mount Laredo, where I know, I know you, Rudy, We'll want to settle all political
1: scores. (laughs) And
0: I certainly have my own scores to settle. Oh, I
1: I wonder why. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. So uh, for those out there who would like to help Andrew, because now it's really got to rev up. There'll probably be a convention, statewide convention soon. And then they got to start collecting petitions. Probably at the end of February or early March. Uh, just go to ny dot com. That's ny dot com. And Rudy, I'll see you out on the campaign trail, yep, yep. side by side with Love Andrew. It.
1: All again, just like last year. Okay,
0: definitely. Thank you, Rudy. Thank, Thank you. you.